here's the thing about Ben Roethlisberger. He could take the field Sunday and be completely fine. This is a conceivable thing, not just wishful thinking. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer up Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. Of all the possibilities, of all the scenarios that have been getting broached of late, Regarding Ben, the one that I almost never see, hear, or read is that he might just be fine. And yet, I feel like I can very easily piece together a picture of how that can happen. And I mean just like that. I could condense the entire argument by pointing to the Indianapolis game last season. Remember that? Remember that? Remember how deep, how dark that hole was for that offense entering that game? What ends up happening? Colts throw the ball downfield. Phillip Rivers, Ben's draft classmate and peer and everything else. And Rivers is just flinging it. He's going up and down the field. Something that Ben hadn't done really all season long. <laughs> Whether it was machismo or whatever, Ben starts doing the same thing. Do you remember this game? Especially the second half. Ben was just cutting it loose. And it was really, really impressive. And it was one of those things that had me kind of wondering if maybe they shouldn't have played him up in Cleveland. Remember for the meaningless game? against the Browns rather than using Mason Rudolph. I, I understand that would have been way, way, way unconventional, but I just said that it, it's something that crossed my mind. If only to keep that going. There have been times this season where when things have looked good for Ben, meaning around him, when there's been a little bit of a running game, a little bit of a uh, spark to the wide receivers or the tight ends when there's been a pocket created by the offensive line that other things have looked good as well this is not this is not to suggest that Ben has been playing well independent of all other factors he hasn't but it is to suggest that things have happened in isolated instances that make you think that Ben's okay. I hear that, well, he doesn't have the arm, except that you see the arm. People who are saying that they don't see the arm also are watching passes that prove that he's still got the arm strength, even the accuracy at times. You're seeing it with your own eyes. Why say that it isn't there when you can see it? You saw, we all saw, the 45-yard dime into Deontay Johnson's hands against an all-pro cornerback who was all over him deep downfield. That pass couldn't have 
gone anywhere else, one foot in any other direction. And it misses. But it didn't. It got there. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose when and how you'd prefer to do that learning. Whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online, maybe a flexible hybrid format is for you. Learn more about all of this at pointpark.edu. I'm going to throw this your way, too. Partly for fun, but partly to be taken seriously. You know those two passes we keep talking about to Juju Smith-Schuster? Yeah, those. Regardless of who you blame or what you blame for those not connecting, and obviously the opinions on that run all over creation, a lot of people, myself included, felt that Juju should have caught the first one for sure. I know how it looks. I know what the end of the play is. But I also know that there's more to a deep ball than just the end of the play. You have to watch the whole thing. You have to watch his feet as he starts moving toward the ball, and then you have to watch him alligator arm at the end. Now, in fairness to Juju... He's playing with bad ribs. I don't want to be stretching my arms out either in that situation. Second one is a little more complicated. I asked Juju about it after the game, and he came back with something about how he wanted to move in one direction or the other because Ben didn't see the safety and this and that. That one's a much bigger mess, but I'm not even bringing this up to relitigate it. I'm bringing this up to remind you that if one or certainly both of those had been completions, and I think we can all agree that they were close, they were close to being that. If those are completions, we are having a totally different dialogue this week. The whole thing would be completely different. It would all be about how Ben went into Green Bay and outperformed Aaron Rodgers. Their numbers ended up pretty similar as it was. But now this would be Ben with three downfield touchdowns and carrying his team to victory despite missing this player and that player and the defense not being what it should have been. Totally different discussion based on two Two near misses. We go from Ben is back to Ben is done. Just like that. Just like that. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong on this. And tell me that that same script can't be flipped against the Broncos this weekend. Matt Canada was asked about Ben yesterday after practice on the south side. And this was what he had to say. Oh, Ben's done it a long time, and he, you know, he doesn't. He sees it. He knows where he's at. And there's a lot of things that attribute to that. You know, Ben's taking it, taking it on himself. But we've got to continue to call good plays, put him in position to make plays, and and protect him, and all those good things to help him to have those technical deals. But he's, 
he's well aware of it. He's on top of it. I got to tell you, I'm not in agreement with pretty much anything about Canada at this point in time. But I find that specific stance to be hard to argue. It's there. It's just a matter of putting it together. When we come back, just one question. It's time for just one question that's brought to you always by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbage, Kelly and George, LGKG. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need assistance with workers' comp, who filed medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been designated super lawyers for over 15 years. That's reserved for the top 5% of all attorneys in Pennsylvania. Learn more about them at lgkg.com or by calling 888 888- 842-5454. Today's J1Q comes from Madison, who asks, I need a break from talking about how bad the offense has been. Minka Fitzpatrick's been invisible so far this season. Is he playing well and just not getting any splash, or has the bad play gotten to him too? Hard to tell only watching the broadcasts. Madison, I I think it's been disappointing on either front. But I actually want to start by seizing the opportunity to point out that Terrell Edmonds has actually been really good. And I know it's totally uncool to give T.E. any credit in Pittsburgh. But he is making every play, every tackle. He's been all over the place. Whatever his motivation might be, and I have a strong suspicion since the Steelers exercised his fifth-year option, he's getting it done. And that's a reason, I believe, a big reason why we're not really talking about the Steelers' secondary in general. You know what I mean? Mike Tomlin had complained, and, and rightly so, after both the losses to the Raiders and the Bengals about the defense allowing the top to get blown off, that can't happen. And when it didn't happen in Green Bay, despite you know Aaron Rodgers being the quarterback and Devontae Adams and everything else, he gave credit where it was due. Now, as far as Minka goes specifically, Minka has had his hand or hands on four footballs by my own count over the course of this season. And he has zero interceptions. One of those, in fairness, he tipped up in the air for the easiest interception of Edmonds' life. And I'm not going to say he could or should have had all four of those as interceptions, but he could have had one or two, and he could have changed the game in every event by coming down with those. The thing with Minka is this, and this is one reason I've been cringing ever since he arrived when people start getting into Minka and Troy and Minka and Troy. 
Troy, at his peak, was always visible. Troy was everywhere. Troy was a weapon for Dick LeBeau unlike any other. He could be used in so many different situations, not least of which was, you know, the safety blitz, not just the ones where he would leap over the line of scrimmage. These are not comparable players. They play the same position, play for the same team, and have, you know, a, a nice healthy pace for generating turnovers at the same point in their respective careers. The problem with Minka is that his value is determined almost entirely by the creation of turnovers. And I'll repeat, he doesn't have zero. To my, to my mind, he has the one because he tipped the ball up for Edmonds to get. But when Edmonds first arrived, <laughs> you'll recall that was midweek before the road trip to Santa Clara, and he went out there on the field against the 49ers, who would end up in the Super Bowl, by the way, and just dominated them, and everything was coming his way, and he looked like the ultimate ball hawk, and he's scooping up fumbles and everything else. It's like, wow, this guy is the greatest. Everyone needed to kind of calm down a little bit because turnovers, takeaways in general, are fickle. The ball is oblong. It's not always going to bounce your way, and that's a lot of what takeaways are. Right now, the ball isn't bouncing his way, so he doesn't look like he's all that effective. Teams don't like to throw his direction. That's been universally true. So while you're not going to see an impact, and no, by the way, your eyes aren't deceiving you watching on TV. I'm seeing the same thing in person. It has to be understood that he has an impact on the game just by existing to an extent because teams do stay away from him, and that means less grass for everyone else to cover. But he himself is going to have to come away with a turnover or two soon. And that's why all this past week, the defensive focus has been on turnovers. The offense isn't getting it done. Got to do something to help them out. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. 1.02 p.m. kickoff. And then the next day we'll be back here to talk about it.